God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And currently, I have to accept the fact that my monitor does not produce the greatest quality of recording, but at least I can see myself. And mm, 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 a little bit better than average. Got my Jesus piece on here. And... I thought I'd poke holes in the social construct construct of drinking for fun because I was bound to that like hogtied. I was obsessed with alcohol, with partying funny as you follow down the rabbit hole and why you drink and do the things you do it's actually not even alcohol that's the issue i always bring up the coffee enema analogy with the people on uh, those weird addiction shows where they put coffee enemas in their ass it was a couple that did that could have been anything could have been heroin could have been fucking windex could have been some sort of pesticide but i fell into alcohol lucifer's liquid And boy, oh boy, that sweet nectar. Can she ever get you in trouble? The idea, alcohol has been around for, I'm not a historian, but there's references in the Bible. It's been around for a long time. We're living in an age now where you got to look the best, drive the best vehicles, show off that as well. So not only do you have to attain these things, but you have to take a picture of them. And the validation you seek is comes in the form of a electronic thumbs up. And I'm not going to sit here and question how we came to that point. The fact is that we are. And the pressure that puts on the youth, thyself, the psyche, is tremendous. It's enormous. There's studies showing just simply using your phone and not going through these party pictures and videos for example people's fucking breakfasts or their legs on a beach or you know you're capturing the most beautiful moment of that person's day whether or not it is created or it happened naturally regardless you're just seeing an instant picture 
of perfection. And every picture you scroll through is firing and wiring the neurons in your brain, the oxytocin, the, the dopamine, the serotonin. And I'm no scientist. But it doesn't take a scientist to read a fucking book to realize that we are being programmed to look at our phones constantly. Now add alcohol into the mix. Something that lowers your inhibitions. Now add that to advertising the best night of your life. The best times you're ever going to have with your friends, with your family, according to these pictures. And they shove it down your throat and we garble it up and we don't question it. Some of us do. But if you ask a majority of the people out there that probably have a substance abuse problem, they will defend themselves in a way that a person standing on the outside can see that there's a problem. For example, you can ask somebody, why can't we just, why don't you just go to the movies? You know what? That's a bad example. A good example would be, let's say a person, no one says and 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 tells you, no, I don't have a problem with alcohol. I don't have any substance problems. But every weekend, there seems to be a reoccurring theme where there is an event where alcohol is present, and. They might not even know that they are stepping on the thin glass that is that of alcoholism and they're walking on it. Because there's always an excuse to drink no matter what you are doing. Whether it's a baptism, it's a bridal shower, it's a bachelor party, bachelorette party. But alcoholism doesn't have to come out you know, and with a decrepit old man walking out and asking for change and talking about things like there's people controlling your minds on the street and I need money, man. You know, that it can be nicely wrapped up in a weekend full of, you know, presents and toys and family celebrations. And no, I'm not an alcoholic. I just drink every time that there's an event which happens to be every week or every other day, depending on the schedule. And because everybody else is doing it, I don't have a problem. When everyone decides to smash in their car windows out of your group of friends in a hypothetical scenario, and you smash your car window. Is that a is that the right thing to do? Or hypothetically, all of your friends decide and I know you might say that's a stretch Anthony. That's a that's a huge stretch. I'm using this analogy for analogy for comparison to, to compare and contrast. 
let's all today all of us let's go steal candy let's get it let's just a little bit of candy it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt anybody are you committing theft are you a, are you a thief at that point my answer would be yes you're a thief so why is it that people are suffering with alcohol that we as a social as we as social beings can identify problems understand cuz you know deep down in your heart that drugs and alcohol can be to blame for the results of your current depressing situation and whatever that may be or whatever issue you had and of course there are people that can use drugs alcohol and let's stop calling alcohol let's keep stop keeping it separate alcohol is just called alcohol to separate it from drugs just so they can sell it in stores and make money off of you alcohol is an extremely potent drug just like getting a coffee you're drinking caffeine that's a drug if you smoke cigarettes and i'm a hypocrite because i do that's a drug that's nicotine but alcohol is dumbed down it's wrapped up in this beautiful beautiful box and labels and called different names and we call that we don't call that poison we call that we call that fun we call that normal my job is not to convince people not to drink that's not what i want to do it's the people that have a problem that need the push to stop drinking before they run themselves into the ground and they either end up insane dead or in jail whatever order lose your freedom lose your life lose your sanity that's horrifying and it's quite liberating to know that there are people out there that are struggling with sobriety but there's all it's also liberating to know that these people that are struggling are struggling because they they want to it's a journey you're not going to instantly become there's a difference between white knuckling and being dry and then being sober because you realize like i i mentioned before that alcohol isn't actually the problem when you start abusing if you if you're an abuser and this pertains to people that abuse these drugs and alcohol and, and or <laughs> let's just call it drugs because when you start abusing drugs You're numbing yourself from something, whether that's a thought, a feeling, a memory. You're suppressing whatever emotion is you don't want to feel right now. And that could be every day, that could be every weekend, that could be once a month. Whatever your routine is, you don't have to be using every day to be considered an addict. Nowhere does that define nowhere is that defined. If you routinely run into a problem 
if an alcoholic doesn't drink for a whole year, but then he drinks once the next year and he causes a problem, it doesn't mean he's not an alcoholic and he just had one slip. He's an alcoholic. Even when he's completely sober, he's he's still an alcoholic. He has an issue with alcohol. The deep down part of me believes that it is a way to suppress the, the people. It is a way to tap into the primitive instincts, the, indi- the addiction brain. It's a gigantic business. It's a gigantic corporation. It's a perfect business plan. Get people to escape how they're feeling. Because being in your own mind is the devil's playground, as I've mentioned. So get out of that. So get out of your mind. And instead of working for it and, and, and struggling and battling adversity and learning hard lessons where you can bring forth with you on a day-to-day basis and learn the tools and the skill and develop the skill set around a metaphorical tool belt to deal with these scenarios that are causing you to numb yourself, you can simply just swallow your pro- you can swallow a numbing agent and that takes it all away for a brief period of time until it's gone and it only gets worse. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've been an outsider watching people kill themselves with this stuff, and I've been the person killing themselves, spiritually bankrupting myself. And I will tell you that when it happens, it happens fast. It doesn't, there is nothing that can really stop it except for. And I, I would say God intervenes, but for other those, it would say, you know, getting sick and going to the hospital. So scientific reasons, developing an illness, getting into trouble with the law and landing yourself in jail, hitting your rock, whatever your rock bottom is to really decide to make a change. There's nothing cool about being the guy or girl that doesn't have control of themselves. And if you can't love yourself, you can't love it. You can't love another. And that's important and it's cliche, but it's very important. How can you be the guy that people look to, the provider of a household, the the support system within your friends and family and your community? If you have to reach for something to escape how you're feeling. How are you able to give advice? I guess you can look at it, do as I say, not as I do. Nobody's saying it's easy. Nobody's saying you're going to be cured overnight. But just ask yourself, if you want to make an exception to the rule, of 
what you're currently doing in your life. Make an exception and try quitting. See where you end up. See where life takes you. Go on a sober journey for one year. If it's not for you, go at her. Good things don't come easy. You got to put the work in just like you're, you're not just all of a sudden off whatever substance you've been abusing and, and, and can, you can't expect yourself to be completely cured. It's a constant day to day moral inventory, a constant check, a constant self-reflection. That's why, so that's the difference of sobriety and being dry, dry. You're just the same person as you were when you were using. Now the fun's gone and you're just an asshole or depressed or sad or sick. So I encourage those who are listening or now watching. If you think you have a problem. First of all, you can reach out to me. I'm no fucking genius in this thing. But I feel like a lot of people are really, really advocating for the use of of mind alter that's what they are mind altering substances and there's nobody out there saying sober is cool sober is so fucking cool man being sober is awesome being drunk's cool too but there's something so pure there's something so refreshing to have that and I'll tell you I'm not perfect I've slipped up many times and that's just part of my journey. And you could be the person on the other side and saying, who the fuck is this guy to say that I should, I'm not, first of all, I'm, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here for the people that need a slight push, a push to sobriety. If you want that truly deep down in your heart, you know you want that. Then reach out, reach out to myself, reach out to your local AAA uh, committees, reach out to your NA, which is Narcotics Anonymous. If you have substance of, uh, you know, dealing with other things that are, you know, pills or cocaine or any other drug and give it a year. Don't be, and be one, don't be one of those guys. Actually, I won't even dig that far. Just go. Just go and just try. Give your, People do 30-day fasting. People do 30-day fucking sleeping in and not going to work. People do 30-day benders. Give yourself 30 days of sobriety. And for those that drink every month and ever have an issue, give yourself a year. It's a year. What are you going to miss out on? You don't remember much of the shit you do anyways when you're using this stuff. But if I could save somebody's life, if I could save somebody's sanity or somebody's freedom with a message, then I'm going to and I'm not going to hold back. And that's all I have to say. This podcast was a little bit serious, just a little, little tiny bit, but I like to add humor here and there, but it's a serious topic for me. It's very close to my heart. And I always will strive to drive the importance 
of being sober, living a good and clean life, and true happiness is not is is not that feeling you get when you and it even happens without drugs and alcohol but with drugs and alcohol that euphoria it's not euphoria happiness i i can, might define happiness different next year but currently it's being content it's being able to think back of what you're what you're doing and how you're feeling and being okay with being in your own skin and being okay with making mistakes and trying new things. Not shying away from challenges. Not escaping to the cabinet. That's it. That's all.